0: For everything you want to know about real estate, it's time to take action. Schedule today. Ron and Don sit down. Dot com is the way. You guys, are you ready for the best show in the Pacific Northwest? Here's my dad to his boyfriend, and mean, friend. All
1: right, you guys, welcome to episode 158 of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron and Don, that's why we call it the Ron and Don Show. Uh, don't forget, we got a great website. You can go to ronanddonsitdown.com. We are licensed brokers at Windermere. Uh, coming up live from the Les Schwab Studios, when should you get your flu shot? Should you get your flu shot? And when is the next vaccine or any vaccine going to be out in 2021? We're going to talk about that. And then also, I want to talk about uh, some of the fires that are happening in Oregon, California, and Washington. And do these fires really have to happen? Or what could we do to make sure that we don't pass on these fires to our children and to their children? Before we get to that, let's get to this. 9-11 just happened. There are police departments out there, there are fire departments out there that pull out these flags, the thin blue line flags, and then also fire departments have a version of that. Uh, There were some police departments and fire departments that did that around the country. There were some boys in Ohio that, in fact, they were playing football on a Friday night. One of their dads is a firefighter. So he had the thin red line flag, and he carried that out onto the football field. His friend has a dad that was a police officer, and they carried out the thin blue line flag. They ran out onto the field with these flags. They had been told not to do that. They did it anyway. As a result of that now, they were expelled from school. They've now been reinstated uh, when it comes to school, but a lot of police unions, fire unions around the country are pushing back and saying, hey, what is going on here? We've always had these flags, we've always carried these flags. We were doing this in remembrance of 9-11. We've done this for the last 18 years, and all of a sudden on the 19th year, this became a problem at a high school football game or this became a problem for a police and a fire department? There are mayors and city councils that are weighing in right now, and they're saying, you know what? Now is not the time to wave those flags, put those flags away. What's your take?
2: Well, I think it, it depends because, in this regard. Some people are framing this up as it's the, the opposites, the analog to Black Lives Matter. So when it's framed in that way, then I see the point of not doing it. Because what you're trying to say is black lives matter. Well, blue lives matter. Black lives matter. Well, red lives matter, red meaning fire. Uh, and so when you do it in that way, that those are not the same thing. And if you try to make those the same thing, then that's where a problem ensues. Nobody is going to say that we shouldn't or very few people, very few people are going to say we shouldn't honor the sacrifice of firefighters or or police officers. Uh, I think very few people would argue against the concept of the thin blue line when it's separated when it's decoupled from the, the argument where you're folding it into black lives matter. But what's happened here recently that didn't happen 15 years ago or 18 years ago is it's become the knee jerk reaction by a certain contingent to the black lives matter movement. What about blue lives? And so it's the, what about And so in that context, I get where someone's like, stand down, because that's not what you're. We're not. We're not trying to have this battle. It's not black lives versus blue lives because black lives are not the same. It's not the same thing.
1: So see what you're saying. What about the American flag? Uh, I was just in Oregon, and I saw guys in trucks from all over the country that were there because of the Black Lives Matter movement, because of the riots and the protests that are happening in Oregon. They were in their trucks and they were flying flags and most of them were flying I Don't Tread on Me flag, and most of them were flying the American flag. Some people feel like there are people on the right, and I mean extremely on the right, that have done a similar thing with the American flag. And what the city councils have said, and what the mayors have said, yeah, if you want to run out of the tunnel on a Friday night with the American flag, Go for it. do you think a similar thing is happening in the country with the American flag right now
2: well, I think two things one if you if you 're using the American flag and you change it like some of these um, organizations have done, you change the color scheme, you add things onto to the American flag, take things away uh, to fit your purposes then I think it's it 's okay to say no you 're not doing that in a public venue like you 're changing the American flag, therefore changing the meaning of the American flag. The other one's a little trickier because it is the flag of the United States. The intent behind that can be sinister or patriotic, uh, and it's hard to judge intent. Um, If you are using the American flag to intimidate someone, then I think that, or to be domineering over a class of people, then I don't think it matters what flag you're flying. You could fly an American flag, a Nazi flag, uh, a flag with a happy face on it. If you're using that to be domineering uh, based on race or class, then I think you shut that down.
1: I think what's really interesting, because I've gone back and I've looked at a lot of steel pictures and I've looked at a lot of video, uh, Black Lives Matter movements, you don't see an American flag. And there's just a lot of black people in this country that feel like they don't connect with that flag. Uh, So it'll be interesting, because we've talked a lot about the Confederate flag. We've talked a lot about Confederate uh, statues, and we talked a little bit now about these particular police flags and fire flags. Uh, but I think it's important to have a discussion about the American flag, too, and ask ourselves, does this really represent uh, the rest of us, right?
2: Yeah. And, and we, we know the answer. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. Yeah. What All are we right.
1: going to do about it? Yeah. All right. Uh, don't go anywhere. It's the Ron and Don Show. And we are coming back on the other side of this.
2: Hey, it's Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. We know that Les Schwab carries one of the biggest selections of tires in the West, but those tires are just part of what Les Schwab does to keep you safe on the road. They show you how your shocks, alignment, battery brakes they all work together. And when those vital parts are properly maintained, the tires on your vehicle just last longer, you get better gas mileage, and that means you're saving money. And Don, I love to save me some money.
1: Yeah, you know, there's something called a circle of trust with your friends. There's also something called and it's a circle of safety. And that's what Les Schwab is concerned about. So when you stop by there, you want to make sure everything is in alignment, working together, because it keeps your family safe. And also, it helps you with your gas mileage, right? This is what you need to do. Stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. How do you find one near you? There's 85 in Western Washington. Just go to Schwab.com. That's leschwab.com, and get a free pre-trip safety check and make sure your circle is safety is ready to roll this fall. Les Schwab, let's say it together, doing the right thing. It matters.
0: When it comes to your real estate journey, it truly is one of life's biggest transactions. Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, I'm Catherine Walker. I was on the board at the time of Plymouth Healing Communities, which is this small nonprofit here in Seattle that provides permanent supportive housing for adults with chronic mental illness who've experienced homelessness. Um, we were deciding to sell Agape House. I have a lot of confidence in Don, so I contacted him to ask him if. He he would be willing to help us. It very quickly got to terms and we signed and that was that. They did a great job and genuinely interested in helping us achieve our goals. I expected that we would hire a real estate agent and that agent would earn a commission whatever the kind of standard is and maybe we might be able to negotiate a little bit but that we would pay a commission and that would be just part of the cost of selling the house when i told ron and don about plymouth healing communities and what we do and what we've been doing for 20 years here in the community they were so I guess moved by the mission of the organization and the incredibly vulnerable population that we help, we serve adults with chronic mental illness who've experienced homelessness. They offered to donate their commission to help our organization. So it was um, it was incredible and so appreciated by our organization. And I would highly recommend them for any kind of you know real estate transaction. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com.
1: Thanks for listening to The Ron and Don Show. Please hit subscribe. Hey, you guys. Episode 158. We're going to pivot a little bit because Ron and I were talking about this on air uh, and off air. Uh, So let's just talk about Social Dilemma, something on Netflix, something you just watched. And uh, you're on fire about this today. Well, if
2: I'm on fire, I think it's, it's interesting. There's a new documentary on Netflix. It's called The Social Dilemma. I encourage everyone to watch it if you have a Netflix account or access to it. And basically, it's a documentary. They have interviewed a bunch of ex and current executives in tech. So you get the guy that invented the Facebook like button and you talk about why they did that. You have the ex-CEO of Pinterest. Uh, You have people that did, you know, that have doctorates and all these things. And the thrust of it basically is this, that all of these technology firms, the social media firms, Facebook, Facebook, Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, TikTok, like all this stuff. They have very smart people that are writing algorithms that are optimized for profit. They want growth and they want profit. And so to that end, what the, the film talks about is they brought in behavioral scientists and PhDs. And they said, how do we take these social manipulation triggers brain, literal brain chemistry triggers that are hardwired into us over millions of years. And how do we manipulate those to serve our ends, to make our company grow and to make us more money? And so there are literally thousands of these engineers whose job it is, is to push our buttons. And so uh, let's take an example of something like uh, one of the things they talk about is Pizzagate. Uh, This is where a a guy shows up at a pizza parlor in Washington, D.C. because he believes there's a pedophile ring in the basement. So he shows up and he starts uh, firing an AR-15. Not only is there no basement in this place, there's no pedophile ring in this place. How did that guy get there? Well these social media algorithms he clicked on stuff that the algorithm picked up on that said this guy likes conspiratorial content so in between each of these things there's going to be advertisements and so this guy is worth money to us the algorithm there's not a human being shoving this stuff towards him it's an algorithm that says user number one two three four five is it likes conspiratorial things? Let's serve him, you know, tinfoil hats. No, I didn't click on that. Let's serve him up UFOs, not into that. Let's serve him up Pizzagate. Clicked on that. Okay, well here's another thing about Pizzagate. Here's the thing. If you like Pizzagate, then maybe you're gonna like uh QAnon. Oh, you like QAnon? Okay, well, we're gonna continue to so it go takes you down these rabbit holes, and that's on purpose. The engineers designed it that way to extract more money from you. The longer you're engaged on the platform, the more things you engage with, the more ads we can serve you up. And so we are basically hacking your brain uh, to, to give us profit. But the, but the byproduct of that is what we're seeing now, is that everybody has their own truth. That's the byproduct of the the way this has happened. And so I'm not going to explain the whole documentary, but the thing that it did for me was to come to a realization that is hard for me to admit, and that is I think I'm addicted to my phone and to these social inputs. If I really look at the amount of time that I spend on my phone watching YouTube videos, clicking through the Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and Snapchat and all the platforms that I instinctively like an addict reach for this to get these little dopamine hits and so I want how many how many hearts did I get Oh, that picture got a hundred, over a hundred hearts. Look at, wow, look at all, all the comments I got on that one. And so I go through and I'm getting feedback that makes me feel good momentarily. And so I take it to the bathroom with me. It's the first thing I look at when I get up in the morning. Uh, first thing I, you know, last thing I look at when I go to bed at night is a device where I'm going through one of these platforms. And so last night after watching this film, I was like, man, I'm behaving like an addict. And I've always told myself that I'm not, I'm not an addictive personality, but on um, this is, I think I am. And so I was like, all right, step one, one of the things I talk about at the end of the movie at a certain time, every night, remove all the devices from your room. And so I was like, Ooh. I've talked about this before on the show, but I never really did it. Uh, and so last night I took my iPad, I took it off of my bedstand, and I put it in the kitchen and I plugged it in. I took my phone out of my room and I put it in my office on the charger which is the farthest physical space from my bedroom and so I went in there and I got to thinking I was like back in the day and you know this about me I used to read a lot I used to play guitar for extended periods of time I used to write quite a bit of either, you know, just thoughts, journaling, poetry with song lyrics, whatever. I would be writing all the time, drawing, uh, just engaging in different things, making things, talking about things. I used to have conversations where you'd hang up and go, well, I just talked to that person for two hours. That used to be relatively common for me where you would reach out to a friend and have an extended talk. I don't do any of that stuff anymore. Wow. I will watch 90 minutes of YouTube videos and in my mind I'm like, well, a lot of them are educational so I'm learning something. I'm watching a, a, a woodworking video so like I could learn how to make a deck or whatever I'm doing. So I'm addicted to these things. This documentary sort of... Uh, Revealed that to me. So the first step, I'm not going to delete everything because it's integral to what we do day to day, but I get enough screen time. So I'm going to try to read a a book made of paper. Now I am going to try and, you know, clean up my shop and make something. Um, But it was, it's it, that was hard for me to admit, um, especially with what we do. Um, it's important for us and our business and our brand to be on these platforms, but I was behaving like an addict. Wow
1: as an addict, uh, thank you. I get it. I get it I, I just sat down and listened to you Is uh, you were coming to terms with yourself because you were speaking to you're speaking to my soul and you were speaking to a lot of people just then, i'm getting teary-eyed about it so thank you for doing that yeah, sure um and i will just share this uh i light a candle every morning and um and i'm not going to go into exactly what that means to me right now uh but the candle stop that behavior because the habits that i've stacked when i light that candle and i just want everyone to know when you sleep at night The reason your sleep is so important is because your brain's a muscle. And when you get great REM sleep, it's like a dishwasher, uh, washing dishes. Your mind is scrubbed. And that's why when you get up early, if you're usually not even a morning riser, but think about the times you went fishing with your uncle and you woke up and you felt so great. And you're like, why don't I do this more? Why don't I get up early? I'm the only one up in the world right now. That's how it feels, right? And the reason you feel that way is because your mind is fresh and it's clean. It's clean like a dishwasher. And and then through the course of the day, uh, we start adding dishes into our mind. And by the end of the day, sometimes that's where we all really struggle. And for me, that's where I reach for uh, a beer or that's where I reach for a uh, uh, hard alcohol or shard or whatever it is Because now I want to numb that Because I've been putting all this shiznit in there And I feel like it's about to explode sometimes So what Ron just talked about And we hear about self-care and everything else That realization right there is so freaking powerful What you just said So uh, and it's a great reminder to me um, It's a great reminder to me And we're all addicted to something so, you deserve that time. And for you, maybe it's not in the morning, but some, some point in the day, carve some time out there for yourself because you deserve that. So, uh, we get on the other side of this real, real quick. Uh, flu shot, should you get one, should you not? When should you get one? We'll tell you when Dr. Fauci because I still believe in science and I still believe he's a pretty smart guy, when he gets his flu shot and also a vaccine ready in 2021, when will it be available for you? Not a firefighter, not a police officer, not a frontline worker, not a politician, but for you, we'll talk about that next. Hey, you guys, if you live in the Pacific Northwest, our whole economy is directly affected by technology, right? One of the big technology hubs now, along with San Francisco and places up in Canada. Here's the thing. There's a great, great podcast you should check out. It's called Geek Wire. right? What is GeekWire? Yeah,
2: GeekWire is right here in, in Seattle. It covers everything you need to know about tech, and it interprets it for you because a lot of times you're like, I have no idea what that means. So if you like our, our podcast, we invite you to check out GeekWire. You can subscribe to GeekWire for free on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Check out GeekWire
0: if you find yourself dreaming about a new home go from just a dream to the dream team schedule your time at ronandonsitdown.com
1: Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening to episode 158. We know there's a lot of things that you can listen to. And listening to us uh, and being our friends, it means a lot to us. So, thank you. Thank you for sharing this show. Uh, And we can see that you've been sharing it with a lot of people. If you have a moment, maybe take some of your favorite episodes, two or three of your episodes. Share that with a friend. When you do that, that helps us. It helps the algorithm. It helps the show grow.
2: And there are tens of thousands of people that don't know we're doing this show. Yeah. I I just talked to a a guy today uh, in our business that was giving me a resale certificate and he's like is this Ron from Ron and I was like yeah he's like oh man I miss you guys I'm like you can listen to us three times a week he's like really so I sent him the link he's like "All right, thanks
1: And a lot of people enjoy the podcast more than the radio because you don't have to sit through 16. Because it's better. You don't have to sit through 16 (laughs) minutes of commercials. So anyway, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, Let's talk vaccine real quick. Some new info out today. Uh, Some people are saying you may see a vaccine for the rest of us. We'll see a vaccine maybe at the end of the year, the beginning of the year, or end of this year, beginning of next year. But when will a vaccine be ready for you and me? Uh, They're saying mid-2021. That's surprising to me. I didn't think we would see that that soon. I thought maybe this time next year. Uh, The other thing is this. If you're thinking about getting a flu shot, uh, Ron and I just went through a couple of days of being pretty sick. And I don't get sick very much uh, since I stopped uh, drinking. I don't. And I got really sick for about a 72-hour period. Didn't have a fever. Didn't have covid Uh, But I don't want to be that sick again. So I'm going to get my flu shot. So I started looking into it. Should I get my flu shot now? Should my son get it? They say get it mid, Dr. Fauci says he gets it mid to late October because he says then he knows that if he gets that shot, uh, that it will last through the flu season. And if you get it too early, sometimes it doesn't, and that's why you're going, I got the flu shot, and then I got the flu this year. What the hell happened? Sometimes you end up getting that flu sometime in the spring. So he says he gets his mid to late October. You're going to get a flu shot? and,
2: and- I, Sometimes I'm, I've skipped it, but I'm, gonna, I'm doing it more religiously now. I do want to circle back to the first part of what you said sure. and, and just question you. You sounded very confident in that. What's your confidence level? Uh, that a, va- a viable vaccine is developed here, uh, like the end of the year is in four months, three yeah. months.
1: I, feel, I think it already exists. Uh, but what you can't do is you can't speed up time. And I love the fact that you have nine of the major uh, world's manufacturers that have come together and said, hey, we're not going to be pushed on this thing. And when it's ready, we'll release that. Uh and this is going to go to frontline workers, which it should. I just, I don't understand the scalability. I've read a lot of Bill's notes, Gates notes about this. I think that's the real hard. So you thing. think
2: one of these companies already has cracked the code?
1: I think a number of them have cracked the code. And and again, I this is just from my reading and what I think. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. I'm putting no information out there, you guys. I
2: I think I would be surprised if we see something this calendar year.
1: Yeah, I I I would be surprised if for
2: even frontline workers.
1: Yeah, I I I think frontline workers sometime later this year or sometime in the spring next year. I think the for the rest of us, I think we we might be about. I think we're about a year away. I think we'll be standing here, hoping that this smoke. I think we're all hoping a year from now we're still not in an Avengers movie as I said before or waking up to a movie set and in the meantime we we just we have to correct our mindset uh because this craziness is going to be around for a little while and I know it's weighing really heavy on a lot of people and I know a lot of people feel edgy out there too.
2: Yeah but your advice I think is sound. The the thing that I was reading in these things on the flu shots is it just helps with the overlay. When you get the regular flu uh, and COVID they they start at the same symptom set and so getting the flu shot and minimizing that just for the burden on the healthcare system alone, not to mention our own individual health uh, is Beneficial. So, like, if if ever you were going to do it, this is the year to do
1: it. Yeah. And the thing we don't know is who's had COVID. And they say they think now maybe 40% of the people they they don't know. What about kids? Uh, We just don't know that. And is it? it, some people think it's dying down here in the U.S. I I think dying down is the wrong way to look at this because now we see it accelerating back in Europe. And what Europe has decided to do is just to keep economies open because they don't think they can take a second hit as we rush toward getting a vaccine and then trying to get the majority of the world to take this vaccine. I think that's going to be a very interesting and difficult task. Uh, And we'll have more to say about that in episode 159. All right. He's Ron. I'm Don. Thanks for stopping by and sharing this time with us. Don't forget, we're always ready to sit down with you at ronanddonsitdown.com. This is the way it works, you guys. We are licensed brokers at Windermere. A lot of you have questions right now about buying and selling. Uh, We are actively right now. We are coming on. We just came on in Auburn. Uh, We are actively coming on. We're ready to bring one on on the east side over in Bellevue. Uh, Ready to bring one on up in Everett. Ready to bring one on here on Queen Anne. Uh, So I want you to know we're all over the place because we know you're all over the place. And Ron and I are personally involved in every single transaction. Uh, So if you need us, reach out, ronanddonsitdown.com. We'll do a sit down, find out if we're a good team together. And if we are, we'll create a team. Like right now we have team cat, go team cat. We got team Lone Star, go team Lone Star. And uh, we also have Team Beyonce. So go Team Beyonce. We'll put together a team with you too, And then we'll get through this transaction together. Buying, selling, investing. Let's do it together. And I'm telling you, it's a lot of fun. We have had a lot of fun working with you guys. Head up, shoulders back, ronanddonsitdown.com. Reach out to us and we will reach back. We'll see you next time for the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey. Thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back, and find some black belt courage. Ah. I'm not. Doing that. <laughs>